We've been talking about what it means to be a blessing towards others. How do we live the great commandment that Jesus gave us to love your neighbors as yourself, to love God and to love people? He also left us with the great commission. How do we make disciples? We've entitled this series Blessed because each one of those letters in B-L-E-S-S stands for a certain practice that we use in how do we share our life with others? How do you make disciples? One thing that you need to understand before we get even into this study is that you are blessed. I want you to turn to someone you're sitting around and tell them I'm blessed. Let them know that you're blessed. Even if you don't feel it today, even if you're feeling like, man, you don't know what's going on in my life, Juan. There's a lot going on. I don't feel blessed. You are blessed. If you need a handout, you could just raise your hand. The team here will get you one. Ephesians 1.3 tells us that all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. When we are united with Christ, the Bible says we are blessed. And the way we go about blessing people is part of your calling as well. Genesis 12, 2, when God was pronouncing blessing over Abraham, this is what God says. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. So part of our role as the seed of Abraham, as people who come from that lineage, from that heritage, is that God has blessed you so that you could then bless others. Two weeks ago, Pastor Roger led us here, and I taught at Sister about discovering your mission. The mission that we have in life to help reach people who are far from God, to restore people back to relationship with him, and to reproduce the Jesus mission in others. Last week, we started getting into what it looks like to bless others, and we talked about the B, which stands for beginning with prayer. And we said that when we go to prayer, uh, we really submit ourselves to God to say, God, lead me to the people that you want me to share my life with. Lead me to the people, to, to those who are far from you. Lead me to the people who need to hear about you and, and what you're doing in my life. And we talked about the importance of prayer. And we filled out a little square with eight names. Hopefully you filled out that card um, with those eight names. And hopefully you've been praying for those people this week. That God would open up opportunities for you to speak into their lives. And today we get to the L, which stands for listen with care. Listen with care. How many of you love music here? Do we have any people who like to sing along with the words? How many of you make up your own words to the songs? A lot of us, right? Most of us do that. Um, my wife is a master at this. She'll make up her own words to the songs and she sings along. Um, but there's something about listening to words of music and then you thinking you're hearing them right and you coming up with your own descriptions of what you think it is and what you have to think along with. Um, some years ago, there was a phone call that came into a radio station in the Dominican Republic. This phone call was recorded and this man wanted to hear a song. And when the DJ asked the man, tell me the name of the song, the man told the DJ what he thought the name of the song was. And we're going to listen to this phone call. It's pretty funny. Some of you may have heard it before. But it kind of underscores the importance of listening well. Uh, the phone call is in Spanish. If you speak Spanish, you'll appreciate it. If you don't speak Spanish, no worries. 
It's all translated here on the screen for you. You'll just have to read along. But listen to this phone call that came into a radio station into the Dominican Republic a few years ago of a man who wanted to hear the name of this song. And he swore he knew the name of the song. To him, he knew the name of the song. Let's listen to it. Hello, buenas. Sí, buena, Brea. Hey, ¿quién anda ahí? Arturo Marán. Arturo, ¿de dónde, brother? Estamos aquí de Seicedo. Ah, de Salcedo, saludos para toda mi gente de Salcedo, la gente buena del Cibao. Brother, cuéntamelo todo, saluda a tu gente. No, no, yo lo que quiero pedir a ver si tú me pones una canción. Eh, claro que sí, mi brother, la que tú digas. Sí, yo quiero que tú me pongas la canción que dice, ¿esos son Ribu o son Nike? ¿Esos son Reebok o son Nike? Sí, eh, sí. Pero, ¿cómo se llama? ¿Cómo se llama? ¿Son Reebok o son Nike? ¿Esos son Reebok o son Nike? Eh, eh. A ver, compláceme, que me gusta mucho esa canción. Está muy pegada esa canción. ¿Esos son Reebok o son Nike? De, eh, eh, ¿Será esta, brother? ¿Será esta? Esa misma, ve, esa misma So the name of the song was not Reebok or Nike. The name of the song was called Rhythm of the Night. So the guy was a little bit off, and you could tell the DJ had a, a, a fun time with it. Uh, this is an actual scientific thing. The name for it is called the Mondegrin. I have a picture here of a funny meme. Maybe you noticed some of these songs. Uh, there's an Elvis song there, some other songs, uh, uh, Taylor Swift, ABBA. Uh, but these are the words that people think these songs say, and all of them are wrong. All of these words are, are, are wrong. And we could get a kick out of when the words that we get to a song are wrong. Um, but it underscores the importance of listening, of why listening is important. How many of you know that it seems like nowadays people are a lot less interested in listening, right? All you need to do is go to social media and you'll see that people are a lot more interested in sounding off rather than sitting back and listening to somebody. Um, we do that too when we talk to people. How many times have you found yourself in a conversation, someone's talking to you, and you're just there kind of on automatic saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now I've had this with my wife where I've been there, maybe I've been watching a game and I'm saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, or the classic, wow, that's crazy. That response we all give, wow, that's crazy. You didn't hear anything the person said, but you just said, wow, that's crazy. Uh, they might have said, hey, I want to bless you and give you $1,000. Your response was, wow, that's crazy, because you weren't really listening. But there's been times when my wife had said, tell me what I just said. And I'm like, man, she got me, you know, because I wasn't really listening. I was just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But we do that, right? We do that. We do that. Um, but listening is important. Why? Because the beginning of any relationship, any relationship, friendship, a romantic relationship, any relationship is built on listening. You listening to a person, listening to their words, listening to their life. Um, and even with us here as believers of Jesus, listening should be a skill that we're very, very good at. And that we should ask ourselves, how well do I do at listening to people? Eugene Peterson, the theologian and the author, says this about the importance of listening. He says, speaking to people doesn't have the same intensity as listening to them. The question I put by myself is not, how many people have you spoken to about Christ this week? That's a question a lot of us wrestle with. How many people have I spoken to about Christ? The question that he asks himself is, how many people have I listened to 
in Christ this week. Wow, what a great challenge. Are we being good listeners? Are we being good listeners? If you're taking notes, this is the big idea. I want you to write this down in your note catcher here. Um, listening moves us forward in our relationships. This is why listening is so important. And if we are going to be people who bless others, who love people the way we love God and make disciples, we need to learn how to listen. Listening moves us forward in our relationships as God uses us to bless others. So there you have the answers to the first fill in the blank there. Listening moves us forward in relationship, in relationship. There's roadblocks to listening. There was some surveys done. Most people, uh, when they asked them, are you a good listener? 96% of people said yes. That's a lot. That's almost everyone. 96% of people think that they are good listeners. That's a very high percentage. But we are actually very poor listeners. I have a picture here of a research study that was done. And it says we are actually a lot worse at listening than we think we are. Uh, statistics say that when you talk to somebody, you'll retain less than 50% of what that person says. That means right now, all of you here listening to me when you walk out that door, under 50%, gone. It's going to be gone before you close the door on your car. 50% of what I have said will be out the window. It's shocking. What are the roadblocks that stop us from being good listeners? Here are a few of the most popular one, trying to listen to multiple things at the same time. How many of you find yourself doing this? You're talking to somebody, but your coworkers are having another conversation across the hall. Your ears are over there, and you're looking at the person saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But your mind is really over there. It's a roadblock to being a good listener. Distractions. Oh, man, is our world full of distractions. Did you know that there's over 6 billion smartphones circulating in the earth? That's almost one for every human being. Babies, adults, everyone. And there's lots of distractions. There's internal distractions. So like right now, some of you are not really listening to me, so we're going to talk about them because they're not listening anyway, right? Um, so they don't even have a clue we're talking about them right now. So right now they're thinking about, you know, what do I got to do tomorrow? Monday is starting to kick in. That means the Monday responsibilities are starting to get on your mind. Does my car have gas? Did I pay the bill? Oh, what do I got to get from Jules? Some people are thinking that right now because there's all these internal distractions. You can't listen. Then there's the external distractions, the fans. Somebody sitting over there, oh, I think I know that person from grade school. There's distractions everywhere. They are roadblocks to us listening well. And then here's the biggest culprit of them all. Some of us are bad listeners because instead of listening, you know what we're thinking? What am I going to say back? What am I going to say back? If you are married, you have this one down packed. Because the whole time you're arguing or you're talking, you're not really listening. You're just constructing your comeback. You're not listening to that person. You're not fully understanding them. These are all roadblocks that stop us from being good listeners. The word makes it very clear. The word of God makes it clear. And I think God's design proves it. That he gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Two ears, one mouth for a reason. Because we should be doubly focused on listening more than we should be speaking. Look at James 1.9. This is James saying, understand this, brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen. Somebody say quick to listen. Quick. The key word there, quick. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. Somebody say slow to speak. 
and slow to get angry. I believe if you take care of the first two, the third one takes care of itself. If you find yourself getting angry and frustrated in conversations with people, it's probably because you're not being quick to listen and slow to speak. So wisdom from the word, be quick to listen. You have two ears, one mouth, listen. Proverbs 18, 13, written by Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. This is what he says. He says, spouting off, in other words, spouting off, speaking before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Reinforcing the importance of being a good listener. Hey, before you spout off, before you respond back, before you tweet out, before you share, before you post, uh, think it through first a little bit. Think it through and listen. Think it through and listen. Uh, how many know people that are just out of balance this way, right? They just speak a lot more than they listen. And, and that could have personal implications. It could have relational implications. And listen, it could even have spiritual implications. Being a person who's out of balance and speaking when you should be listening can lead to your spiritual life being out of balance. This quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer is so challenging to us. Listen to what Bonhoeffer writes. He says, many people are looking for an ear that will listen. Isn't that true? In the most connected time in history, people are so separated. And people are looking for an ear that will listen. They will not find it among Christians. This is a Christian pastor, by the way, who wrote this. They do not find it among Christians because these Christians are talking when they should be listening. Ooh, that's a challenging word. Now listen to what he says. He says, but he who can no longer listen to his brother. If you are a person who, who struggles to sit and, and hear someone and hear to understand and you find yourself just focused on your ideas and your thoughts and your agenda and what you got going on and you cannot empathize and share with others. But he who can no longer listen to his brother will soon no longer be listening to God either. He'll be doing nothing but babble in the presence of God too. If your life is out of balance and you find yourself speaking too much when you should be listening, you'll learn that this transfers into your spiritual life as well. So what are we getting at here? The key point is this, and this is in your notes, that one of the most practical, the most practical and powerful ways that you can bless others is to simply listen. It's to simply listen to them. It's practical, it's, it, but yet so powerful. And, and we're going to see why this is so powerful. This art of listening, of being a listener. And listen, this message is for everybody. This message is for single people, for young people, for old people. It's, it applies to any relationship. New relationships, relationships that are just beginning, friendships, marriages, families. Listening is at the core of relationships. And it's one of the most practical and powerful ways that God will use you to bless somebody, to be a blessing to someone. Why? Why is this listening so important. There's two dynamics. There's two relationship dynamics. They're here in the middle of your paper um, that, that are influenced by listening. And, and the first one is this. And, and these, are, these are key. These number one and two here, these two dynamics, this could save a marriage. 
or this could tank your marriage if, if you don't get this right. This is how powerful um, these realities are because they play themselves out in real life and they're influenced by listening. And they're simple. Number one is this. When a person feels that they are unheard, so unheard plus unknown equals unloved. Any relationship where there is one person who feels like they're not being heard, like this person doesn't hear me, they, 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 don't, they don't listen to my heart, they don't know me, they don't understand me, that person will always feel unloved. Speak to someone who's in a rough relationship, rough marriage. If there are issues there, you ask them, what's the problem? Usually it's going to boil down to communication. And communication and feeling like, man, this person doesn't hear me. This person doesn't understand me. I feel unheard. And when a person feels unheard, they don't feel like they're known. And when a person is not heard and not known, they're unloved. This is what leads to breakdowns in relationships. And it's influenced by listening. By listening. Pastor Dallas Willard says the first act of love is always the giving of attention. The first act of showing love to someone is you giving them your attention, you being a listener. You can't bless others or really show your love for them if you don't give them your attention, if you're not listening to them. And listening in a way not where you're just hearing the words, but you're getting to know their hearts. You're hearing their life. You're hearing their experiences, their hurts. On the other side of your sheet, there's four H's of listening. Those are the things that we should be listening for. And there's some questions there to help you in your conversations this week with friends or with families or with partners for you to say, hey, hey, I want to know more about you. I not only want to hear you, I want to know you. Because the second reality is this. A person who's heard plus known will equal feel loved. You see the opposite there. When a person feels like, man, this person listens to me, they understand me, they know me, they will come to feel loved because they are understood. Because they are understood. Listen, th these two dynamics are so important, I cannot over explain them enough. They're so simple, but yet they're life-changing. Because listening, again, is, is, is the simplest form of loving somebody, is to listen to them. And to listen to understand, look at Proverbs 2, chapter 2. It says, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on what? On understanding. Listen to understand someone, to know their heart, to know their hurt, to know their habits, to know their life. Proverbs 18, 2 says, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. They only want to air their own opinions. Again, the idea there that people just want to speak. They don't want to listen. They don't want to understand. They just want to speak their opinions. And that person here is called a fool. And I don't know about you, but no one wants to live a foolish life, right? No, nobody wants to live a foolish life. So listening, listening. To, to, to learn, to, to see the model of this, I want us to look at the life of Jesus. To look at the life of Jesus. Throughout this whole series, we've been looking at Jesus as our example. Jesus as our model of how to bless people, okay? Um, so if you have your Bibles, we're in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, we'll begin reading in verse 35. 
And Jesus, again, we see him here. He's going about his daily, uh, his daily life. He's going about his daily business. And, and Jesus is just kind of passing through Jericho. This is a very busy time of year. There's a lot of people near Jerusalem because it's Passover. So that means people are coming to the city in droves. It's crowded. It's chaotic. There's a lot of outsiders coming into town. And, and Jesus just happens to be walking through. And he encounters a, a man who's standing by the side of the road. So this is the scene, okay? Jesus is... Him and his team, they're going to, to the temple to prepare for Passover. And as they're, they're doing that, there's a guy who hears people saying, hey, Jesus is over there. He hears it. And he sees this as his opportunity. And what we find here is a lesson in listening. A lesson in listening from Jesus himself. Jesus, who was a master at listening, at conversation, shows us how to listen well. So let's look at it here beginning in verse 35. This is in Luke 18. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. Blind people at this time in history were dependent on others for their survival. They would beg for food. They would beg for money. They would beg for anything they can. They were misfits. They were outcasts. They were not allowed in certain places. They lived a beggar's life. So here is this person who's been blind their whole life. And as they're standing by the side of the road, probably because there was crowds, and maybe they thought, here's my chance to get a little bit more money because more people are coming through. Uh, he hears that Jesus is passing through. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asks, what's going on? They told him, Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting. This blind man who lived a beggar's life, outcast, maligned, life on the margins, on the side of the road, someone who was relegated to the side of the road. He begins shouting. Now, did he have sight? No. Could he hear? Yes. Could he speak? Yes. He, here's someone that even though they were impaired visually, they could hear and they could speak. So he hears it's Jesus. And now what does he begin to do? He begins to speak. He begins to speak. And as he shouts, he shouts, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Again, there's many people here. There's crowds of people. This was just one voice out of probably hundreds or maybe even thousands of people who were around that area. And he's shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And how did the people respond? Look at the next verse. It says they told him to be quiet. They're like, hey, shut up, man. He ain't got time for you. You're a beggar. You're blind. Jesus ain't going to stop and listen to you. You're a nobody. What did he do? He only shouted louder. The faith and the resolve of this man. Son of David, have mercy on me. He's undeterred. He's undeterred. He's going to keep shouting. Now verse 40 is where the story changes. Amazing. It says, when Jesus heard him. When Jesus heard him. I want you to picture Times Square, New Year's Eve, and you recognizing one voice. It seems impossible. 
That's what's going on here. This is, this is Jesus showing us that in his heart, he was listening for something. He was listening for someone to bless. And it says Jesus hears him. He stops. He orders that the blind man be brought to him. This underscores to us the importance of listening because you only listen to what you choose to listen to, right? There was a story of a man who was in a crowded park and there was many people around, kids playing, there was um, cars passing by, there were sirens. This is the middle of the city, crowded park. And this man says um, to his friend, I hear a cricket. And the guy says, what? I don't hear anything. I don't, what do you mean you hear a cricket? He's like, no, I, I hear a cricket. And the guy's like, you're crazy. I don't hear anything. So he's like, no, I hear a cricket. And following his ear, he walked over to a little planter. And sure enough, when he looked into the planter, there it was, a little cricket. And the man, his friend said, hey, how, how did you hear that? Like, like all, all this noise. And he says, hey, it, you, you hear what you want to listen to. You choose what you focus in on. He's like, here, I'm going to show you. And what this man did is he reached into his pocket and he took out a handful of coins. And right there in the middle of the park, he dropped the coins onto the cement. And when those coins hit the cement and made noise, about 15, 20 people all stopped what they were doing, turned around and looked. And he said, see, you only hear what you choose to listen to. And here Jesus is choosing to listen to the hearts of this man that's crying out to him. And listen, anyone here who finds yourself struggling with prayer and wondering, you know, when, when, when I pray to God, does he hear me? When, when, when I am crying out to God, does he really listen to me? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Because his heart is leaned into your prayers. His heart chooses to listen to your prayers. Just like Jesus chose to listen to this man in the midst of this crowd here. Jesus is being intentional. And what is motivating Jesus? What is motivating him in this moment? Love is motivating him. Love is motivating him to listen. So how do we listen like Jesus? This is in your notes. Number one, be motivated to listen by love. If you are going to be a good listener, you need to be motivated by love. You need to have love for that person. That person needs to matter to you enough to listen to them. And here, this person who mattered very little to practically everyone else, Jesus stopped and said, you matter to me. So I will stop and I will hear you and I will listen to you because Jesus was motivated by love. And love is what motivates you to listen well. Listen, parents, when your children are opening up and they're pouring their heart out to you, you need to be motivated by love to listen to them. Husbands, when your wives are, are letting you into their heart, it's going to be love that motivates you to stop what you're doing. Focus off the TV. Hey, shut the laptop and listen. Love needs to be the motivator. And here, Jesus, motivated in love, stops and he says, bring the man to me. The Bible says there's three great things, hope, faith, and love. And the greatest of those is what? Love. You could have all the gifts in the world, the Bible says. You could be a great prayer person. You could have the best preaching message. You could be a person who serves well and volunteers every day of your life. But if you don't have love, you're nothing. You're nothing. That's what the Bible says. So let love motivate you in listening. 
Now let's continue with the story. As the man comes near, as the man comes near, Jesus asks him a question. In verse 41, you might be saying, this is maybe the most ridiculous question Jesus could ask this man. What's the question Jesus asks? He asks him, what do you want me to do for you? You might be saying, well, obviously the man is blind, Jesus. What do you think he wants? Why would Jesus ask that question? Again, this is a lesson to us, a lesson to us to never assume that you know what people need. That's number two. Don't assume you know what people need. Jesus was giving value to this man's life. Jesus knew he was blind. Jesus being God probably already knew what he was going to ask for, but still he stops and he cares enough for him. He wants to hear this man's heart. He wants to listen to his heart. Jesus wants to not only know this man, he wants to understand this man. He wants to hear this man so this man can feel the love of God on his life. And he asks even the most obvious of questions. And if you are going to be a person who loves well, loves God and loves people and makes disciples, sometimes you will have to ask even the most obvious of questions. Why? Because that person is worth it. Because that person matters. Because you're motivated by love. And because we should never assume we know what people need. Jesus asks this man, what do you want me to do for you? The man responds and he says, Lord, I want to see. Jesus knew this was going to be what he said. Verse 42, Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see. Instantly the man could see. He followed Jesus. This man now has physical healing. Yes, he could see. He received what his heart wanted. He received physical healing. But on top of that, he received spiritual healing. Because now the direction of this man's life, where he was relegated to the sidelines, where he was relegated to the sides of the road, society, everyone, culture told this dude, hey, you belong over there and you don't come out from over there. And Jesus, because he chose to listen to this man, right? He chose to stop, to bless him. His life is changed now. He's off of the sidelines. And what is he doing? He's walking with the crowds and he's following Jesus. The empower and the importance of blessing people. Blessing people. This man's life changed. The direction of his life changed. Spiritually, physically, emotionally. Not only that, but if we keep reading... Look at the next sentence. It says, and all who saw it, and all who saw it, what? Praised God too. At the beginning of the story, everyone around him is telling him, shut up. They don't want to hear you. And now at the end of the story, after Jesus blesses him, he's got other people following and doing what he's doing. Man, if you've ever wondered, could God really grab a hold of my life and touch me this way? Yes, he can. Because God blesses you. 
Listen, if, you, if you've lived a life where you felt like people have always told you, you could, you, you stay there, know your lane, you stay in your spot. This is as far as you could go. You know, our kind, our neighborhood, our people, us, 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 insert whatever your last name is there. We do this. No, Jesus is about breaking down the walls of people's lives and setting them free. And this man gets set free. What allowed Jesus to do this? How could we listen like Jesus? Don't just listen to words. Listen to the heart. Listen to the heart. Don't just listen to people's words. Listen to their heart. What is their heart saying? This man was asking for his sight. Jesus knew that. But this man really was screaming, Jesus, set me free. Set me free from this prison that people have put me in. Set me free from this prison that society has boxed me in at. And Jesus set this man free. He validates his heart. And he changes his life. And not only his life, but those who lived around him as well. Because now they are all following Jesus. A textbook lesson from Jesus on how to listen well to ask questions, to hear the heart, to not assume, and to be motivated by love. So let me finish with this, and I'm gonna invite the worship team to join me up here. At the bottom of your handout, there's some ways here, some application steps on how to become a better listener. And again, some of you, you're here, maybe you're sitting next to your spouse, they've been elbowing you this whole service. Here are some things that you could put in practice when you leave this building that could begin to change your life. Number one, be fully present. When you talk to people, be fully present. Hey, put the phone down, put the remote up, turn off the television, close the laptop, shut the radio down when you're in the car. If you're gonna listen well, you must be fully present. Number two, level up. What do I mean when I say level up? There's three kinds of listening. One, listening for information. Um, That's a basic kind of listening. You're just listening to gather information. Um, Some people listen to that, they're just saying, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just gathering information. Uh, Level two is you're listening to respond. This is where most of us live. When most of us listen to people, we're listening because we wanna think of something to say back to them. And again, I know you would say you're a great listener, but if you're a person who speaks more than you listen, you're out of balance. And usually a person who speaks more than they listen, they listen for their response. They're not listening to really understand the person, they're listening to know what to say back to the person. The third level of listening is listening to understand somebody. That's what you wanna get to. You wanna be a listener who listens to say, hmm, I wanna understand you. Number three, show empathy. Remember a couple weeks ago, we said that 80% of people are open to having a spiritual conversation with you. 80% of people. That's almost everyone. But what do those 80% of people want? They want a person who will listen without judgment. They want a person that will listen without judgment. So that means when you listen, show empathy and don't judge them. That means don't try to fix them or hijack the conversation. We hijack conversations by sometimes good intentions saying, oh, I know how you feel, but maybe you don't. 
Show empathy and listen. The last thing, or two more things, mind your body. That means your body language matters. I don't know if you ever had a conversation with somebody, but if they were kind of pointed away from you, if they were staring up at the crowds and just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, right, right. Like they're very disinterested. Mind your body, lean in, maintain eye contact, nod, say, hmm, I hear you. And number five, just listen. Just listen to them. Have you ever noticed that the words listen and silent have the same letters? Did you know that? Listen and silent have the same letters. And sometimes the best way to listen is just to be silent and just hear someone and just be there for them. Can we stand together?